The Dev Talk podcast may contain language that is unsuitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, please be aware that spoilers for any adult anime are likely to occur, so keep that in mind if you're watching an episode covering series you have yet to finish. And finally, all thoughts and opinions expressed within the episode are those of the current participants and do not represent the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. Enjoy the show! Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where we go full gag series while occasionally talking about anime English dubs. My name is Noah Clue, and I'm here tonight with my good friend, Gigi. Noah, Noah, is this payback? I know I've locked you in the Fujo dungeon and in the cage so many times, but this is not cute. This is not consensual. Mm -hmm. Where is my key? Why am I locked in here today? Yeah, sucks, doesn't it? No fun when the (laughs) chain's on the other arm, is it? Mm -hmm. What's my safe word? The safe word is, uh, well, there's no word, actually. You just have to, you know, flip your middle fingers up. But I can't see that through the microphone, so that's not going to do you any good at all. I am so screwed. Yes, you are. And do you know why you're screwed? Be- why am I screwed? Because we are talking about the only the best series that is totally not controversial at all for tonight's episode. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. You sit down. Enjoy yourself and pay attention. Now, I know, I know it's now April, and we should be talking about the spring season really soon, but we've got one winter simuldub that is just too strange to ignore. Just too strange. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the English dub of Pop Team Epic, a four-coma webcomic turned multimedia gag series that has taken the internet by storm after finally making the jump to animation. If you have yet to hear about the insanity that is Pop Team Epic, well... Uh, Gigi, would you like to give the summary? Gag me. Excellent. So, the series is about the misadventures of two profane 14-year-old girls, just like me and Gigi, named Popuko and Pipimi, who encounter a variety of mundane and bizarre situations and respond to them in equally bizarre or exaggerated ways. Now, as always, we are here to talk about the series. We're going to discuss the cast and our thoughts on the performances. You know, things are about to get really bizarre here, and I hope you're ready for it. So let's kick things off. You ready to do this, Gigi? Do I have a choice? You do not. Then yes. Awesome. All right. Uh, uh, Full disclaimer, everyone. Uh, Consent is very necessary when locking people in the cages, and if it was anyone else but Gigi, I would totally have tossed a key her way. Mm. Mm. This is what I get. This is my karma. It's okay. You'll get me back next Valentine's Day. I have no doubt about it. (sighs) It's what I'm here for, sweetie. Speaking of a sweetie, we should be talking about the ADR director and the scriptwriter for the series. So, bit of an odd creation altogether. Um, I didn't really have a prediction for this. Did you, Gigi? Uh, no. Absolutely not. I have no idea who would want to write or direct this. I can't either. Like, like I'm assuming that whoever they got was probably also locked in a cage and had to write and direct this in order to gain their freedom, probably. I think so, sweetie. I have, I have crackers and... <laughs> I don't know what else I can find. What is that thing with a feather on it? Oh, oh, that—that's from Carnival. Uh, we, uh, you know, um, we try not to think about that too much. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Well, who who put the mask on and or took the mask off and decided to direct and write this beast? Funny you should men- ask because uh, it's uh, it's a good pal who's uh, done good work in the past and um, God bless him for putting himself through this. The director for Pop Team Epic is Chris George. Um, this is a name that uh, a lot of you probably recognize as a voice actor, but he's also done quite a bit of directing, too. Um, probably most famously, he was the director for Snow White with the Red Hair, the dub for... He's in Black Clover and Haikyuu as well. Now, um, as far as... He's not in Haikyuu. He's not? No, I'm... Haikyuu is Sentai. Trust, I know who's in Haikyuu. Are you absolutely sure? 1,000% positive. Oh, you're right, you're right. I, I misread that. That's Hyoka, not Haikyuu. There you go. My apologies. I, I can't. Sp- why would I? Why would I ever watch Hioka? Because it is the sixth best series that Kyoto Animation ever made. Number one, of course, was Lucky Star. Duly noted. Oh, Lucky Star. Funny you should mention that. Yes. Please continue. Actually, it's funny that uh, we accidentally mentioned Sentai because uh, another the person who was a scriptwriter is a bit of a legend over at Sentai Filmworks, and we're very lucky to have her on this Funimation project. And that is our scriptwriter, who is Emily... I'm going to mispronounce this here. Is it Neves or Neves? Neves or Neves? Ne- I... She's Cola Potato Chip. Yes, she is. She is the wonderful voice of Umaru-chan is what a lot of people best know her for. And she was rightfully won all of the W Awards for her performance in our last award show. Damn straight. Yes. So uh, she is the scriptwriter also on shows like Classroom of the Elite. Uh, she's done some Fairy Tale Zero and Planetarian. Uh, interestingly, none of those <laughs> don't think quite match the tone of this show at all, do you? Ow. How? Why? Why? What? Did that did that strike a nerve with you a little bit? How? Okay. Well, all right. I guess that makes sense for. Uh, uh hmm. Let's see how many people are gonna thumbs down this episode <laughs> in the first three minutes. No, uh, because I didn't think this was funny at all. I'm gonna let you off the chain here, and I'm gonna let you go free to just for this. Go ahead and I, I'm allowing you to say that this wasn't funny because that. That's not an unjust criticism. You know, like, I've watched a lot of gag comedies, and I don't think most of them are funny. Me and you, we know Panty Pony Dash is, like, the bane of our existence. Yes. Awful. I fucking hate that series. Like, I'm double middle fingering that show so much. The (laughs) one series that I refuse to finish, I will never finish, that piece of trash shaft trying way too hard. Why would you put an elementary schooler as the as a teacher or the science student and a giant rabbit and die? Oh, it's just it's just so bad, so bad. Now, Lucky Star, the first time I watched Lucky Star, I didn't think it was funny at all. I was like, what the hell is this? And it took me like a good like two years before I even picked it up to watch the first episode again. I just didn't think it was funny. But after that, like I had watched some anime like because I watched Lucky Star like early on to when I started getting into anime. Oh, yeah. And I actually thought it was funny once I got all the jokes. I'll I'll agree with that in that it gets funnier if you've seen it a bit more. Um, This is also like Pop Team Epic is also one of those shows where it throws in just tons and tons of references. So, yeah, if you don't catch them all, I'm not quite sure how much sense the show will make to you. So um, I, I guess the question should be, did the English adaptation make the content for what we're talking about any more palatable? No, 
Just <laughs> not funny at all. Okay, so you're in the... Okay, well, okay. Like, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I watched it in the Japanese. Okay. Okay, when it first premiered. And I was like, oh my god, what is this Hoshiro girl drop? This is going to be so cute. <laughs> I am so excited to watch this right now. And then they ripped that title card open and that no. girl with the creepy voice came out. And I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah, you... um. You, you you got a uh, this is even worse than a Rickroll. You uh you got pop team rolled. <laughs> I know, right? Like I was just I was so like I didn't understand it. I literally watched it for about ninety more seconds till until that first gag stopped, and I was like, I can't take any more of this. Like this is Ow. just no and thank then, you. I mean, does that even have much of a reflection on the the English adaptation, like the writing and directing at all, or is that just like even in Japanese, this would have been a turn it off immediately kind of show for you? You know, I watched it four times in the English. Ouch! So I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. I wanted to get all the jokes and I wanted to be on my game so I could do this episode. And um, the translation is mostly just like the Japanese. Yeah. Like there weren't very many cute jokes that were thrown in. Um, and I hate to say this. I will say that it's much more palatable in the English version than it was in the Japanese. But some of this was just lazy. Like there's a French part in there. Why didn't it, they translate <laughs> the French part? Oh, that was an interesting point you brought there. Um, I, they're going for absurdist comedy. Like that, that's the thing about the show is that I can get absurdism. Like I can get... Uh, we know it's conventionally attractive. Like we we know it specifically because we started the show out with, like you said, that um, uh, idle uh, knockoff show that could have been a series all on its own, and clearly wanted to not do that. So to have the French in there without it being translated at all was a we understand that we could have translated this, but we decided not to because that's what you want us to do. It's like whatever you want us to do, whatever you expected us to do, we will intentionally not do that. But am I wrong and mistaken that the English voices weren't in the French part either? You are absolutely right. In Funimation's dub of this, they decided not to dub the French portion. Um, that, like, it takes up like a minute of it where we jump cut to a guy who's French animating the show, apparently. And then all the characters speak French, which... What? I mean, the best part of the show was the French guy. <laughs> I mean, he, he did seem like the most sane one there. I mean, not to knock the writing or the directing, this thing is just way too off the wall, like, for me. So I think they did absolutely everything that they could do with it. Yeah. Throwing two, two male voices into two preteen girls, I guess. Yeah, we should... It was... I... It's just not. I just don't understand it. I, I don't. I don't get why this is funny. Like it's not funny to me. Now I'll. I'll be in the camp that I'm, I'm kind of with you in that. I don't think it was funny. Uh, I know a lot of people get a lot of kicks out of this, but um, I'm more in the camp of I'm amused by it than I am finding it funny. Like, this isn't what I go to for a laugh. Like, I'm watching Angry Beavers right now. Like, I'm marathoning that show. That's what I'm going for for a laugh. That's slapstick gold. This is a, we are just trying to, you know, trying to shake up a box in terms of what we can do in anime these days. Interestingly, you mentioned uh, the male uh, actors in the voices of these 14-year-old girls. We should probably talk about the English dubbed actors for this, shouldn't we? Yes, let's let's cleanse my palate and 
and talk about the the, the only reason that Gigi, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, the only reason Gigi agreed to do this, like she could have fully said, "Screw y'all, I'm going home and I'm watching some That's cute right. boys." She decided mm-hmm. to do. She agreed to do this because of who they got for the voice acting here. Okay. The only two actors who matter are the characters of our two lead girls, Popoko and Pipimi. Uh, Popoko is the one with the orange hair and short. Pipimi is the tall blue one. So obviously you need to get the, only the finest actors that we could find at Funimation. And Gigi, keep your pants on for this one because we got, no! we got Chris Sabat for short orange-haired Popoku. And keep your panties on for... No! We got Ian Sinclair for Pipimi! And my ear- I bet dolphins could hear that. My earphones just cracked. <laughs> my job here is done, folks. <sighs> okay, fine. Well, Gigi goes to repo- re- recompose herself a little bit. Um, in case, just in case, you are not uh, one of the many, many people who are fanboys of Ian Sinclair and Chris Abbott. These are uh, two actors who have long, long, long histories and long resumes with uh, voice acting. Um, Ian, for example, is most popular as Dandy in Space Dandy. More recent role, he was Van Helsing in Code Realize. And uh, I believe Gigi's first introduction to the guy, he was Torico in Torico. Yes, the best. Now, as for, so good. As for Chris Sabat, he has also been around the block a hundred billion times. And, um, well... I mean, uh, what has he been in? He's been Jigen in Lupin the Third franchise. In the franchise, he's Garter Belt in pan- in <laughs> yeah Panty Stocking Garter Belt, which is kind of similar to the show in the off the wall zaniness. And as all you people know, he is Best Hero All Might in My Hero Academia. So take those voices, take those low, sexy male voices, and put them in these cartoon teenage girls, and this is what we got. Now. I, I, I'm in the camp of, I, uh, I know what they were going for with this, and uh, what I was worried about going into this was that the recognizability of their voices would distract too much, like, um, like sometimes you recognize a voice actor and it just takes you out of the experience because you're only thinking of all the other roles you've heard them in before. That wasn't so much the case with me in this one, because the two actors would, like, change their inflections. Like, sometimes they would be down in the low, manly, grrr voices. And then occasionally <laughs> they would get a high, quick, cute, squeaky voices about trying to sound like a girl. So it, it kept it varied enough that you're going to hear uh, Ian and Chris do things and voice things that you wouldn't normally hear them in. Uh, Gigi, are you back in one piece over there yet? Huh, <sighs> Yeah, I guess. I'm I'm here to talk about Ian Sinclair, basically. Because what what would it be if I didn't talk about Ian Sinclair? It wouldn't be our podcast, right? No, we would just scrap um, the whole project. Right? If I weren't here to talk about Ian Sinclair, what's Dub Talk? N- nothing. Oh, the only thing Dub Talk is without Gigi gushing over Ian Sinclair is just a box with a bunch of nerds in it. That's right. I'm trapped in the cage right now, um, so maybe Noah will let me out if I say some nice things. So- Promi- I promise to let you out, but y- you got to come right back in. All right, all right. So I-, I actually, like, this anime gave Ian Sinclair a chance to really stretch his range. Like, he played Ham and he played Alpha at the same <laughs> time, which blew my freaking mind, let me tell you. Um, like... There was some line he said, and it was like, hey there, what's your name? And I was like, yes. (laughs) My name is yes. (laughs) 
Don't care what the question is. The answer is yes. He did that in his um, like low voice too, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> um, for Chris Sabat, like honestly, um, if I didn't know it were him, I wouldn't have been able to tell that it was him. Really? Like he also got a really big chance to show his range. Um, and I think this character, like in the Japanese, was like super alpha. Um, and I think he showed like a little bit of the alpha here, like, but not to the not to the extent that All Might is alpha. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just I didn't really recognize him, which is great because he's supposed to be playing a 14 year old girl. Yeah. Ian Sinclair, I could recognize him, like if he just said eh, and I'd be like, oh, there he is. Okay. That's interesting. I found him in a wa- I found him as a waiter in Citrus, y'all. I found him. Good point. Good point. That's uh, that intrigues me because I had the reverse where I, I easily recognized really? Chris because he he uh, as soon as he tore open the title card, that I was like, okay, welcome Chris Sabat. Uh, it took me a little longer to figure out it was Ian. I, I think it was um when he was like or she was like berating uh, Popuko for some things like yelling at the lightning or something like that, and I was like, oh, okay, that's a little closer to his like um. Uh, what's his character in Oran High School Host Club? The guy with the glasses and the blue hair. Um, Ian wasn't in Oran High School Host Club. Who was? Who am I thinking of then? No, no, that was Tatum. Who am I thinking of? Is it? Yeah, that was Tatum. No, no, I'm thinking of. Um, um, oh, I think actually uh, his dandy voice. I'm sorry, it was closer to his dandy voice. There you go. Yeah, sorry. Blah, 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 blah. I, I, I'm also crazy right now. It's because you locked me in the cage. I, I'm gonna start speaking French throughout the rest of the episode. So you, Can you? Because I could translate that French when it was going on, and I was like, this still isn't funny, even though I know what they're saying. I, you can... F- shoot, I'm jealous now. <laughs> I did go to Europe for three weeks, like, a couple years ago. That's more than... I think that's more than anyone else in our group has done. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, other people post in the comments if you've gone to Europe for more than Gigi has. <laughs> well, my, my European adventure aside... Um, there's not a whole lot more to say about this anime. I'm just very grateful it was only 10 minutes long. Uh, that that uh, is true. Like, I'll, I'll give them credit. But, you would think that they would have like a much longer series, don't you think? Yeah, you would think with all the hype that it's getting and all of the streaming services that picked it up and Funimation simuldubbing it. I was like, oh, shoot. It's only 10 minutes? Man, this is like my lucky day. Maybe I will get let out of the cage after all. And you know what? That's probably for the best because like, even if you like the show, you got to admit that there's only so many gags and how long you can stretch this joke out to. Like, the joke is just, we are not conventional and we're going to relish in it. We don't, we're not normal. And that's that's totally fine. I'm I'm okay with animators and creators like pushing the boundaries sometimes, even if it's not conventionally entertaining I'm, I'm okay with that sometimes yeah and i'm not saying that the english cast and crew did a bad job um the japanese was bad for me mm. who really dislikes this for other people hey you like your damn memes go meme it away and love this show i liked ian sinclair a whole lot which is why i agreed to do this but you know i mean good for chris good for emily you guys are doing all that you can and just because I don't think it's funny doesn't mean other people aren't going to think it's funny. And good for Ian and good for Chris. Obviously, they're doing what they're doing to make other people happy. Namely, Ian Sinclair is working <laughs> to make me feel happy. So that's all I really have to say about Pop Team Epic. Um, I'm just really grateful it's only 10 minutes long. Thank, and thank you very much for uh, you know contributing into this. I, I'm As reward, I will, fi- I will let you out of the cage at least until White Day comes around. 
Yay! Thanks, Noah. This is why you're my favorite. Aw, thank you. Uh, oh, I'm blushing over here. Um, uh, we should we should probably wrap things up around here. Um, uh, if you would like to see the dub for Pop Team Epic yourself, and uh, honestly, after listening to us bash it and praise it at the same time, who wouldn't want to? It's available right? from Funimation now. Um, they offer a 14-day free trial for their subscription service, actually, if you uh, haven't signed up with them already, if you've kind of been on the fence about it. And you can use that uh, 14-day trial to watch all the English dubbed goodness they provide. Just remember, if you don't want to keep the subscription, cancel it because they do ask for your credit card information when you first sign up, and they will charge it after the 14 days if you don't tell them not to. Um, but if you would like to see Pop Team Epic in Japanese, you can see it over on Crunchyroll and High Dive. Yes, two streaming services were able to get this in the simul dub, or in simulcast, I'm sorry. Crunchyroll also offers a 14-day free trial for their subscription service, and High Dive still has its dirt cheap beta subscription if you wish to keep up with the current seasonal simulcast. Seriously, $4 a month? That's like... I'm assuming that's how much one cup of coffee costs. I, I don't drink coffee all that much, but I'm assuming that's how much it costs. My coffee is $6.38. Well, there you go. For a cup and a half of Gigi coffee, you can watch all of the animated awesomeness over on High Dive. So get on that, people. Yeah, you should totally go watch Dynamic Chord. <laughs> Wink. <clears throat> and you should uh, keep up with uh, Flip Flappers and... Uh, Let's see what are we could probably plug a few other things while we're at it, but uh, we could. But why don't we just plug ourselves? Let's do that. Let's do this thing now. If you're interested in anything that we do, um, my name is Noah Clue. You can follow me on Twitter at Noah Clue, and I also have a YouTube channel which is Journey Traveler. I am in the middle of working on something right now that may or may not be up by the time this episode goes up. Oh my god! Uh, yes, yes, I, I'm finally doing something that involves actually using my enthusiasm for animation to good use. But we will see if I have yes. the motivation to actually finish it. Gigi, I know you have enthusiasm and motivation. Tell everyone where they can follow it. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitter at Anime Palooza, where I post videos on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. I play a lot of Uta Pree Shining Live. I talk a lot about boys. And if you really like to, to hear me talk about Ian Sinclair, I talk about him on my channel, too. So <laughs> he's probably going to get a restraining order after this. Uh, Love you, boo. Well, I'd be really happy if you let me out of the cage now. Are we done with this episode? Almost, almost, almost. Before we do okay. that, before I give you the keys, we have to tell people... Uh, where they can follow this particular podcast. Um, if you want to see more from Dub Talk, in general, make sure you're subscribed to us here on YouTube for all of our latest episodes. We release new episodes every Wednesday and occasionally new episodes on Friday as well. You can also follow us on Twitter, on Tumblr, on Instagram, and on Twitch. All of them are Dub Talk Podcast. Um, now, Gigi, before I let you out, do you have any final words to close us out? Um. Awesome. All right, then. Uh, with that, we say goodnight and... <laughs> As always, otaku on, my friends. Love your faces. No, can I get out now? Please let me out. No, let me out. Let me out. Let fine, me out. fine. Here, where did I put that key? Here. There you go. Ah, best. All right, we should go get some Tim Hortons after this. Oh, totally. I really need some Timbits real bad. And maybe some $6 coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Warning! The Dub Talk broadcast may contain languages that are unsuitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
Please be aware, spoilers for any honour may might occur, so you may keep in mind you are watching an episode covering a series you have yet to finish. And finally, all opinions and thoughts expressed on Dub Talk within this episode represent those participants and not the whole of Dub Talk. Enjoy the show! Are you upset? Are you upset? I'm not upset. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Dub Talk Podcast. The podcast where we go full-on gag series while occasionally talking about anime English dubs. My name is Megan, and I'm here tonight with Roots of Justice. Hello, hello. You getting a weird sense of deja vu? What the hell is a deja vu? And can I eat it? I don't know. Just a word I heard. Okay. Now I know it's April, and we should be talking about the spring seasonal really soon, but we've got a winter simuldub that's just too strange to ignore. Tonight we're going to be talking about the English dub of Pop Team Epic, a four-coma webcomic turned into multimedia gag series that has taken the internet by storms, and is finally making the jump to animation. So, if you've yet to hear about the insanity that is Pop Team Epic, here's a summary. The series chronicles the misadventures of two profaned 14-year-old girls named Popko and Peepami, who encounter a variety of both mundane and bizarre situations, and respond to them in equally bizarre and or exaggerated ways. As always, we're going to be covering the series, discussing who was cast, and our thoughts on the performance. Things are about to get really bizarre here. You know, like, anytime you hang out with the Joestar family. <laughs> and I hope that is the worst joke I've ever fucking made. Is that and a hope... motherfucking JoJo's reference? It's a motherfucking JoJo's reference. Let's kick things <laughs> off with the ADR director and the scriptwriter. The ADR director is Chris George, and the scriptwriter is Emily Neves. Chris George has worked on series such as Snow White with the Red Hair, Black Clover, and Hyoka, while scriptwriter Emily Neves has done Classroom of the Elite, Fairy Tale Zero, and the show that Funimation will never, ever, ever release on DVD or video, Planetarian. Womp womp. I'm sorry, I had to do that for one of the Funimation mods who's fucking obsessed with it. I love you too, Double Three. Anyway, so what are your thoughts on Chris George and Emily Neves as writer, scriptwriter, and director? Well, you know, this is sort of... I wouldn't call this a shitpost anime, because it really isn't. It's, uh, it's really, really a lot of anti-comedy lot of lot of jokes without punchlines just absurdity for the sake of absurdity and you know the uh the dub doesn't stray too far from crunchyroll subtitles it ends up being a little bit of a problem in later episodes we're not covering but um overall the scripts get the general sense of the comedic material makes it funny <clears throat> just it's one of those cases where you don't really have to change much to keep it funny. Because the joke in and of itself is there is no joke. 
And as, this is just what's happening. Right. And um, as for direction, oh my god, Chris George is a madman. How much do you love it, Roots? Uh, so much. <laughs> oh my god. Like, legitimately, this is probably one of... This is a show I, I've, I've watched ahead in the Japanese... Uh, but after the dub started, I kind of felt bad. And the only reason I would kind of keep watching the Japanese is for the Seiyuu gags. Which, some of them are hysterical. Oh, yeah. Fucking, fucking Renten and Areka was, I think, one of the episodes. But we're not covering that episode, so... But God, no, like... I don't know if I agree a little bit with the writing. Um, Just because I feel like if they went a little too off the wall with the show, it would lose a lot of the punch. Yeah. Because this is a show where, like, they can't just go make a gag dub with the script or the the um, direction. Like, the fact that they play it, uh, like, as close to at least the Crunchyroll subtitles. Right. Because That's... this is a really weird show where basically it was, like, I think it's called a universal license, where as long as somebody paid for it, they could stream the show themselves. So, not only is this streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation now, it's also streaming on High Dive, which is more known for Sentai's stuff. And their subtitles, I've been told, are really different from the Crunchyroll subtitles. Right, the, they'll actually throw in translator notes and whatnot. Yeah, so basically everyone's like, if you prefer to... People usually say watch the show. If you watch the show, at least watch it three times. Like... You watch it once on Crunchyroll without the translator notes. You watch it once on High Dive with the translator notes for any jokes that you may not get. Because a lot of them are, like, super Japanese culture jokes. Like, there, there is a reference to an obscure Gundam video game in one of the later episodes. That yeah. should tell you everything you need to know right there. Yeah, and I mean, there's, like, a joke to, um... God, there's, like, one joke that I think every, nobody actually figured out until, like, almost a month later, which is the beef or chicken joke. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is, if you've never seen the show, why are you watching this episode? <laughs> Go back and watch Pop Team Epic. Honestly, it's worth your time. Um, Where they're on, uh, Popco and Peep and Me are on, I think, one of the she consens. And this, this woman's rolling down the aisle, and she's like, beef or chicken? Beef or chicken? for chicken and Popko is gonna like punch her and people me is like no chicken and she's like you've been spared this time and nobody like everyone's like why is this so funny other than like this tiny little girl is gonna like punch it like punch the stewardess and it's like it's funny because if you think about it beef or chicken are two ways to start a fight when you have a an issue with somebody it's called a beef or you if they don't want to fight you call them a chicken <laughs> Like, stuff like that is, like, what this show goes for at times. And then there are other absurdist things, like, putting in, like, references to, I think, what was it, like, Chrono Trigger or something was in episode yeah. one? Chrono like, Trigger, name, your name. Name. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> complete with red bones, come and get your love. <laughs> uh, there was a fidget spinner. Like, an evil corporation with fidget spinner. <laughs> And I will need to agree that Chris, Chris George is a fucking madman, like Root said. Like, legitimately, this man has done casting gags 
the likes that nobody has ever seen. I would like to think this is his therapy from directing Black Clover. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I love the direction writing on the show. Like, especially the direction. There's a lot of really funny things that they do that um, I think we'll talk about more when we talk about the actual characters. Uh, but are you good to move on from writer and director? Yeah. <laughs> it's only the two of us. No, I'm like so used to like us debating on if we're going to like throw Noah in a cage or if we all need to, or if like somebody said something where we've all collectively agreed to drink bleach and forget about it. <laughs> yeah. So are you ready to move on to our basically only two characters in this entire show, Popo and Peepamy? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so Popko and Peepimi are the titular girls of Pop Team Epic. Popko is a tiny orange-haired little angry ball of murder. And Peepimi is the tall, uh, blue calming one who might as well be God. Because <laughs> how much do you like me, Roots? Yes, so much. Yes. So, Popko is played by Justin Briner. And Peepa Me is played by Colleen Quickenbeard. Justin Briner, you will know as characters such as Izuku Midoriya from My Hero Academia, Mikaela Hyakia from Seraph of the End, and Cloud slash Thunderhead from Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Machina Bridge. Stop laughing! <laughs> hey, Don't fuck hey, up, Megan. Roots. What? Don't fuck up. <laughs> I'm gonna miss this place. I've had an exceptional amount of sex here. Peepamy <laughs> <laughs> is played by Colleen Blinkenbeard, who plays characters such as Momo uh, Yazorozu from My Hero Academia. She is Yuko from Triple X Holic and Tsubasa whenever those franchises cross over. And she is also. Oh, fuck! Shit, I actually forgot a third Colleen role. I was like, I can do this from memory. I've watched so much anime in English. I know Colleen roles. I can do this off the top of my head. I clearly can't because I'm a fucking pleb. Uh, shit. And we're watching Shiki right now, too. Fuck. She's in that, too. I think her, I, I can't say that. Please edit that out, Bob. Oh, God. Holy shit. Do you need one? I want to do it myself. I can do this. Oh, she's, um, Ashimaru from Seraph in the End. That was actually the one I was going to bring up. Thank you. I'm an adult. <laughs> Megan, you called a character a twonk. <laughs> but I've done a lot of things on this podcast <laughs> that would disqualify me from academia and being an adult. All right, but I, I, I need to get started talking about <clears throat> Pope go and peep at me, don't I? Please talk about them while I commit Sudoku. <laughs> so, I really do like these, like the both of them with the gags that they're given in uh, episode one B. Uh, particularly <laughs> listening to uh, Justin Briner saying Masashi super, super dry. dry. Do you know what you did? Do you? <laughs> Eat the cutlet. I so, said eat it! You can't see it, but I did the little hand <laughs> motions. But because we're on an audio-only podcast, you can't see me flailing my arms around like a moron. 
Yeah. <clears throat> and actually, yeah, that would the uh the, the cutlet bowl thing would probably be my favorite of the uh Colleen skits. I, I just appreciate that Justin Briner got to use the Thunderhead voice in a real anime. I'm sorry. Root and I are absolutely huge fans of Team Four Stars Final Fantasy VII Machina Bridge. And if you've never seen it, it is essentially Justin Briner being the butt of every fucking joke for like 20 episodes. And one of them involves, um, if you've ever played Final Fantasy VII, uh, you will know that to go get Tifa away from Don Cornello... Cloud dresses up as a woman. <laughs> yeah. And that is the first time I've ever heard Justin Briner do, like, a falsetto woman voice. And it's the... So when I heard Popko talk, that was the first thing that came to my mind. And of course he calls himself Thunderhead. Yep. Because he's gonna blow expectations. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Some... I mean, I can't say that there wasn't a skit I didn't at least chuckle at, especially with episode one. That It may be one of my favorites. Actually, the recent one. That's episode four, right? Oh, yeah. Episode four's gags were great. Like, it, it, it's a show that tops itself, but we, we, we can't go over those, unfortunately. I'd love to, though. Yeah, we, we've got to get this out in time. So before, like, I don't know, we all lose our collective mind over the great Steingate Zero lottery. Ugh, Many lives be will be lost that day. Many nerd hearts will be broken. Uh, but in any case, I'm, I'm done with my opinion if you'd like to go. Yeah, no, I will agree completely that these two were kind of perfect for this. Uh, Colleen's always kind of like... Colleen doesn't play a lot of, like, super dorky characters from my memory. It's, okay, no, wait. Or Minako and Yuri on Ice. Hey, look, I remembered something. Hey! Um, but, like, she's usually the stoic one, and Justin Briner, when he plays guys, he does play a lot of, like, ditzy screamers lately, and that's kind of my favorite types of Justin Briner is when he gets to do a ditzy screamer. Um, So they, they play off each other perfectly. And it's just some of just the timing... The vocal inflections, just like, it, it was perfect. It was fucking perfect to me. Like, I don't know how, how, I didn't think they were going to be able to top what they did in episode one, and then it just kept going. Uh, but I think Roots really, honest to God, covered a lot of what I was going for. Um, so, final, final thoughts on, on this project? Just, just pause this Go and watch it if you if you haven't. Like, why are you even here if you haven't watched it yet? Go go watch it. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Like I, I flood my arms around again. <laughs> I do take a little resentment at the idea that people are actually calling this a shit post anime because it actually a lot of work has been put into the show. A lot of people yeah. who would not get anime production credits are being brought into this. There are fucking felt puppets. <clears throat> like, there, there's a freshman... Two freshman directors working on the show. There's a... There's a French animation student. There's an animation student who works in 8-Bit. There are people who work with puppet, uh, felt puppets working on the Let's show. Let's pop together. Oh, well. 
Like, this is a show that should not exist. And I I appreciate it for what it is. It... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could be here gushing all day, but I, I should pass this over to Megan for her thoughts. Yeah, no, this show is is what I think I've wanted from a comedy anime for a while. Like, this, there, there is no other anime like Pop Team Epic. There is a fucking Earth, Wind, and Fire felt puppet production at one point. There's the French stuff. There's crazy CGI. And I think that I like the most about the dub is that they kind of take that spirit and run with it as much as a dub can. Like, you obviously have to remain within the contract stuff, but other than that, I love what Chris George is doing. I loved Justin. The fact that they got Justin Reiner to play an angry, small, orange, terrored girl. <laughs> like, like, this is a dub that I think appeals to everybody besides people who don't like comedy because comedy is subjective. Um, and obviously there are gags that don't hit all the time, and there's a lot of, like, obscure reference stuff, but I think that this is a a show that's gonna i cannot wait to own on dvd and video hopefully um this is like a day i hope there's a limited edition for this show where you can buy the popco you get the popco and peep me felt puppets oh i would love that like, i would actually pay out the ass to have one um not really because i'm broke and i have i need i have student loans but this show is an amazing ride and you should all watch it so with that being said, if you'd like to watch the Double Pop Team Epic, it is available from Funimation now. They offer a 14-day free trial for their subscription service, which you can use to watch all the English dubs at goodness that they provide. Just remember, if you don't want to keep the subscription, to cancel it because they will ask for credit card information, and you will see a charge on your card. If you'd like to see Pop Team Epic in the original Japanese, it is available both on Crunchyroll and High Dive. They, uh, Crunchyroll at least offers a 14-day free subscription. I don't exactly know about High Dive, but High Dive's in its beta, so it's dirt cheap and it's honestly worth getting. Um, if you want to keep up with the current simulcast. If you're interested in anything you do- If anything we- Anything we You do. If you're interested in anything that we do, my name is Megan, and you can follow me at QueenEra2. You can follow Roots of Justice here at Roots of Justice. Hey ho! Anyway, if you want to see more from us at Dub Talk, make sure that you're subscribed to us on YouTube for our latest episode. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitch at Dub Talk Podcast. I forgot the Twitch channel will be live by the time this goes off. Woohoo! Uh, so, woohoo! By this point, if you if you're watching this episode, you probably watched me shit my pants over Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, any final words before we sign off? Because my dogs are barking. Um, I think I'm good. So. Uh, from us here at Dub Talk, would like you wish you a good evening. And, uh, Otaku on, Dubbas. Don't fuck up. <laughs> Don't fuck up. Attention! Le podcast Dub Talk avait les idées qui n'a pas pour tout le monde. Votre description est consulée. Les spoilers pour tous les animés sont dans cette podcast. Rappelez-la si vous avez un suivi que vous n'avez pas fini. Enfin, les pensées et les opinions dans l'épisode appartiennent à des participants individuels et ne représentent pas les Dub Talk Podcasts en ensemble.
Hello one and all and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where we go full gag series while occasionally talking about some English anime dubs. My name is Spaceman Hardy and I'm here tonight with Lack the Watcher. Hello, I'm not annoyed. Are you upset? No, I'm not upset. Are you upset? No, I'm not upset. I know it's now April and we should be talking about the spring season really soon, but we've got a winter simul dub that is just a bit too strange to ignore. Tonight we're going to be talking about the English dub of Pop Team Epic, a four-coma webcomic turned multimedia gag series that has taken the internet by storm after finally making the jump to animation. If you have yet to hear about the insanity that is Pop Team Epic, well, where the heck have you been? Yeah, really. The series chronicles the adventures, or misadventures rather, of two profane 14-year-old girls named Popko and Peepimi who encounter a variety of both mundane and bizarre situations and respond to them in equally bizarre and or exaggerated ways. As always, we are going to go over the series discussing who was cast and our thoughts on the performances. Things are about to get kind of bizarre here, so I hope you're ready for it. Let's kick things off, as always, with our ADR director and scriptwriter. For our ADR director is Chris George, who has also directed shows such as Snow White with the Red Hair, Black Clover, and Hioka. And our scriptwriter is Emily Neves, who has done work on Classroom of the Elite, Fairy Tale Zero, and Planetarian. And so, what are our opinions here? Well, hats off to them, because, let's be honest, Funimation was the only company that could dub this right. <laughs> uh, no, no other studio would really be able to just get the, the off-kilter comedy that Pop Team Epic has, like Funimation. I mean, they dubbed Panty, you know, Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt, for God's sake. Mm. So. Yeah. But, yeah, um... There's a there's a lot to like here in the dub. Um, you know, they really got to be super creative here and it's clearly had a lot of fun, you know, working on this one because of the fact that, you know, you got so many different actors working here and basically each one of them has the chance to sort of like experiment with how they interpret the character and it you know, it gets pretty crazy because more often than not, the two, you know, the two main characters are played by men rather than women. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, which is a nice twist. Yeah, so it's it's definitely you can definitely tell that um, Funny had a lot of fun with this, and Chris George and Emily Neves, they definitely, you know, it, it's it's like you got to say like they know what they're doing, but I feel like knowing what you're doing actually would make it worse. So you kind of just <laughs> kind of gotta not know what you're doing when mm -hmm. you're adapting something like this because if you think about it too much you can get a little into your head about it and that can kind of hurt it right. yeah yeah but no it it all came together really nicely in spite of the fact that i felt like my brain was kind of falling out of my skull i i, I still am impressed at how funny handled the whole thing Right. Yeah, it is a very, very crazy show, and it can be very hard to keep track of. So the fact that Chris George was able to keep his sanity intact uh, throughout all the ex the the, ser the, uh, the experience is it really, really is impressive. Um, I just wanted to bring up the writing for for a moment because this is an 
unusual circumstance in that it is n the license is sort of available to everyone and it's streaming on several different sites and not just Funimation. <laughs> it's also streaming on Crunchyroll and High Dive simultaneously. Now, if you've watched the show on both, series, uh, both services, which I do, I watch every episode of Pop Team Epic a total of three times. How I have kept my sanity intact is simple. I haven't. But <laughs> it's interesting to note that High Dives and Crunchyroll subtitles are both quite different from one another. Um, the dub seems to be following more closely towards crunchies. Now, some people have brought up there are crunchies tend to be a bit more, have a few more inaccuracies than high dives do, and high dives also tend to be a bit more on the profane side. Like crunchy roll, don't doesn't throw as many much bad language in it. High dive goes throws out full on f bombs <laughs> on a regular basis, and so it's interesting to see that. Not too much has changed over from Crunchyroll's subtitles they, when it goes to the dub. And with a show like this, it's something that you really don't want to gag dub it. But Yeah, it's already a gag. So. It's already a gag dub, yeah. And so it's probably best that it stays true to the subtitles. The question is, which are more accurate? Yeah, uh, yeah which, you know, if they're do turn to be some inaccuracies down the road. Thankfully, this is a simul dub. Hopefully, they could possibly uh, correct them if there if any are found for the home video release. Then again, we don't know who the home video release is going to. I mean, nobody seems to own Pop Team Epic. I mean, it could it could be nobody released wants by... to claim ownership. <laughs> it could come out home. Viz Media of all people could possibly get home video release. I mean, it's. No one knows. Sen but, Sentai Filmworks ends up doing the release. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, both Sentai and Crunchyroll and Funimation have all said that they basically own it. So whoever well, only only fucking Pop Team Epic could have <laughs> yeah could have this crazy of an ownership. Yeah. I mean, there are websites that don't even specialize in streaming anime that are streaming Pop Team Epic. Yeah. I'm not even lying. You could probably find yeah. it on Pornhub. <laughs> you probably could. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I want to say I've seen screenshots of it, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, Pop Team Epic Hentai is something I do not want to see. Yeah, no, that's uh there's there's some doujinchis I've seen, but yeah. Oh uh, boy. I haven't read them. I've just seen that they exist. Right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but anyways, yeah, I think the fact that Chris George was able to pull all of this in together and and uh and not really make it coherent, but make it entertaining to the point to where there is no understanding it. You know, you cannot understand Pop Team Epic. It is the thing that cannot be understood, but it is entertaining. And that, at the end of the day, is is the most important thing. And I think they both, both uh, Chris and Emily, adapt it really well. Uh before we move on, I want to go back to you were talking about gag, you know, it being a gag dub and stuff, or it not being a gag dub. Yeah. But um, it's it's interesting because usually dubbing comedies is hard, and, right. and I, I I totally understand that, and it's probably really hard in this case too. But usually the hard part is the fact that the jokes don't translate from yeah. Japanese to English. But Pompting Mavic doesn't really have that problem. <laughs> Because it's so bizarre that the comedy doesn't fit in with any culture. Exactly. I mean, it, it's just 
the basic way to describe an episode of Pop Team Epic, okay, a bunch of random stuff happens, then the credits roll up, and then everything happens again slightly different. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's not Japanese humor, that's just, that's bizarre, like, navel-gazing humor. <laughs> it's it's uh, absurd anti-humor, basically. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Right. Just call it for what it really is, Super Milk Chan Season 2. Nice. <laughs> uh, moving on to our main characters. Uh, we have Popoko and Peepimi. Popoko is the short, orange-haired girl with the pigtails. Peepimi is the tall, blue-haired girl with the ribbon. And they are our two horrible main characters who are absolutely terrible. And, uh, and we love them for it. Uh, and so Popoko is voiced by Trina Nishimura, and Peepimi is voiced by Brina Palencia. We have the team of Trina and Brina here. Um, Trina Nishimura, you have heard her in shows such as Mikasa in Attack on Titan. She was Chain Sumeragi in Blood Blockade Battlefront. And she is, what else would I, what was I going to say? Oh yes, she's Akko from Netoge. Uh, Brina Palencia, you probably know her well as uh, Shirayuki from Snow White with the, with the Red Hair, uh, Ennis from Bakado, and what else is a good one from... Oh, yes, she's Juvia Loxer in Fairy Tale. And so, what did we think of these performances? Uh, perfectly fine. I mean, it's, it's interesting we got one of the few instances where they're actually voiced by women, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, I could say that their voices sounded a little old for a couple of 14 year olds, but we're talking about pop team epic. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if, if, if I had to find a complaint, maybe that would be it. But besides that, no, they were perfectly fine. Like they, they got the inflections. They got like the sense of intensity behind every non joke, uh, and they just, you know, they, they understood the idea of just being all over the place. And mm-hmm. it, just, it was really funny. And I, is yeah. episode two the one where the voice actors have a breakdown? Yes, it is, in fact. Okay. And I'm trying to remember who played the voice actors in, in our part. Um, that is a good, it, it was Chuck Huber. Yeah. And it was um, Madeline Morris. Okay, alright, yeah, yeah, no, because that was, like, the one thing that was distinctly different between the two parts. Right. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I mean, that that scene was really funny, and, like, just them just trolling this unfinished uh, footage of uh, what I assume is an Iseki uh, anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or a uh, video game or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just, just one of those. Um, um, but yeah, no, like, they... And it's funny because you can actually compare the performances because of, like, you know, the different voice actors who have played the characters. And it's, you know, it's really interesting because, like, when they had to be screaming at the top of their lungs, it it worked really well. But, yeah, I mean, that's really what I have to say. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think Trita in particular, um, 
Brina's great in everything, and, and you know, considering Peepa Me is supposed to be the calmer one, I think that she is suited very well to it. Uh, calmer in the fact that she's not screaming at the top of her lungs and threatening to kill everyone and flipping the bird nine nine times out of ten. Right. Uh, only seven times out of ten, <laughs> but but um, but yeah, uh, Trina really impressed me because her voice has always got this sort of a high-pitched squeal whenever she gets like really uh ever she has to act like she's really angry or something yeah and i think that really suits popico's um antagonistic personality very well Yeah, yeah no exactly i mean there's there's definitely kind of like a a a sort of laurel and hardy but if they both were kind of you know crazy yeah so Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have someone who's kind of the straight man, even when both of your main characters are kind of nuts. Right, so, right. So, kind of a Keenan and Kel situation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But it, it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's hard to critique a couple of voice <laughs> actors when you know they're not playing the characters for the entire duration of the show. Exactly. So... But at the same time, it's like, yeah, like, I, I think mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to find two good voice actresses to play these characters while most of the time they're played by voice act, you know, male mm-hmm. voice actors, it, you know, it, it's it's kind of an testament to how fitting Trina and Brina were for these roles. And right, the fact that their right. names rhyme makes it even funnier. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean... I wish I'm trying to find think of something that they've been in together to where they played like because that's what the Japanese is doing is they're pairing the actors up based on roles that they were worked together on uh, originally. Now, that's funny. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I hate to jump the gun here, but I mean, have are Monica and Jamie playing these roles? Uh, No, they haven't. They they are oh. in future episodes, though, but they're not paired up together. Okay, now that's that's interesting to me because you kind of think of Jamie Marchie and yeah. Monica Rial as a team. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah, no, I can't really think of an example of when they worked together. Um, I don't remember them ever working together on like Fairy Tale or anything. Not so. really. No, but I mean, uh, yeah, there are they are connected mainly. I, I if, if I had any critiques about the dub, is that they're not making the funny connections like the Japanese are for the most part. It almost sounds like they're just throwing. There, Chris is just reaching out into the Funimation hallways and just pulling in whoever's there that particular day recording something. He's like, "Hey, you want to do Pop Team Epic? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah," and that in a way, also adds to the charm. Right. Because it is unscripted and it is unpredictable. And every week I watch the new episode not wanting to be spoiled, wanting to see if I could guess who is going to be Popico and Peepa Me this time. Right. Yeah. And in, I, in this case, yeah, a lot of the fun of the show is guessing the voice actors. Especially when you're like us, where you really appreciate, like, Funimation's cast. Right. Know, so. Right. Yeah. So I like this episode a lot. And um, it's not my favorite episode of the bunch because, you know, I'm still thinking about Hellshake Yano. I mean, who isn't? Yeah. But, I still uh, want to see that uh, idol harem anime. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that makes me trash, but I actually <laughs> really want to see it. Yeah. All right. So final thoughts. Uh, Pop Team Epic. What, uh, 
What is it? That's the million dollar question, Artie. I mean, what is it really? I, if I had, if I had to put it into words, it is the animated equivalent of eating Tide Pods. <laughs> well, I did feel like I wanted to die after I watched it, but. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, one of them's orange, one of them's blue. They mix them together. It looks like a Tide Pod, yeah, and I mean, you probably I, I hallucinate mean, something like this as you're gagging on one, but. <laughs> If if you wanted to if you wanted to sound like an intellectual snob, you could probably say that this is the closest we'll ever get to comedic expressionism, mm-hmm. because it's comedy that has no real sense of like direction. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, think that I think that's why people gravitated towards this series when it came out because mm-hmm. it's it's a comedy that's not really a comedy we've ever really experienced before. Right. Even even the Eric Andre show does have a sense of direction. Like yeah. in in spite of its in spite of its weirder aspects, in spite of the fact that it's it's Eric Andre seeing how far he can take censorship and just normalcy. Um, you know he still has an a goal which is to interview and to host a talk show, a ridiculously over the top and you know mm-hmm. like dangerously experimental talk show right. but it's still a talk show Ponting Mavic has no direction yeah and you know it, it's and it's funny at the fact that you know you, you when you think about like having to dub something like that it's a real challenge and it's amazing that the dub is anywhere as good as it actually is oh yeah yeah so, it's it's front runner it's a front runner already for my dub of the year, if you can believe it or not, just because <laughs> it is a thing that exists. You know, the animated equivalent of a shitpost. So, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. those two definitely would shitpost. So. You, really, you really can't put it, it... It belongs in its own genre. I've seen comparisons to both shows like, like Robot Chicken and, and Liquid Television uh, from back in the 90s, and... Uh, and you, there are similarities, but really, Pop Team Epic is just its own thing. Yeah. And I'm really glad that exists. I know it's not for everybody. Um, several people have different opinions on it. I mean, but, if I'm being honest, I'm not the biggest fan, but I can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just, and uh, you know, it is, it's a lot of really talented people making something that is objectively ugly and disturbing. <laughs> and and I, can't, I, I love it. You know, I, I don't know. It, Pop Team Epic is. Yes. It just it is. It is a thing I, that I just, exists. Personally, I just like things to have a beginning, a middle, and an ending. But that's just me. Right. And not repeat. <laughs> or not repeat yeah. verbatim. Yeah. No, right the, afterwards. The night that I actually watched Pop Team Epic and I had a near mental breakdown when I saw <laughs> that the show just starts over. And I was just like, What? What is happening? <laughs> yep, that yeah. it is. Well, anyways, um, if you would like to see the dub of Pop Team Epic yourself, it is available from Funimation now. They offer a 14-day free trial for their subscription service, which you can use to watch all the English dubbed goodness they provide. Just remember, if you don't want to keep the subscription, to cancel it because they do ask for credit card information at sign up and will charge your card. If you'd like to see Pop Team Epic in the Japanese, it is available over on Crunchyroll and High Dive. Also, 
It is available. Well, first of all, Crunchyroll also offers a 14-day free trial for their subscription service, and High Dive still has its dirt cheap beta subscription if you wish to keep up with the current seasonal simulcast. Now, the other host didn't know this, and this is not in our script, but it is also streaming on two other websites known as AsianCrush.com and oh, uh, I'm drawing a blank. What is it? Uh, MidnightPulp.com. Uh, but be warned that they are only showing the first half of each episode, so you will miss the second part. But if you're interested in anything that we do, my name is Spaceman Hardy, and you can follow me on Twitter at Spaceman Hardy. And you can follow. Where can they follow you, Lack? They can follow me at LackTheWatcher.com. Or not, not dot com. At LackTheWatcher. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. www.lack.com. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, Yes, one of these days. Right. If you want to see more from Dub Talk in general, make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube for all of our latest episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitch, all at Dub Talk Podcast. Uh, any final words before we sign off? Is Violet Evergarden on Netflix yet? No? Okay. No. No, not yet. <laughs> but they they are putting up like a new anime every single week in yeah, the month of B, March. Yeah, the beginning so. or whatever it's called just came out. Yeah. Yeah. Voltron? Voltron, yep. Yep, Voltron yep. came out today. So. Right. Yeah. So then, all right then, with that, we say goodnight. Otaku on, my friends. Let's pop together. Later. Dub Talk, the podcast where we go full gag series while occasionally talking about anime English dubs. My name is Stephanie, and I'm here with my twin, Andrew. Let me show you my pop technique. Pop technique. <laughs> 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 Fuck all of you. Flip the middle finger. <laughs> Fuck off. Nice. Alright, I, I know it's now April and we should be talking about the spring season really soon, but 
we kind of got a winter simulab that's just way too strange to ignore. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the English dub of Pop Team Epic, a four-coma webcomic turned multimedia gag series that has taken the internet by storm after finally making the jump to animation. If you have yet to hear about the insanity that is Pop Team Epic, first of all, what is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> second of all, here's a quick summary. Uh, the series chronicles the misadventures of two profane 14-year-old girls named Popko and Peepami who encounter a variety of both mundane and bizarre situations and respond to them in equally bizarre and or exaggerated ways. I feel there is something really important in the description for Pop Team that goes unsung but was like the description yeah. when it was first announced uh let me let me describe the story summary on the anime's website is as mm. follow it oh god it quotes william shakespeare's 12th night play there is no serious? darkness but ignorance and that's it <laughs> that is the website's description <laughs> For Pop Team Epic. That is amazing. <laughs> oh, God, that is amazing. Okay. As always, we're going to be going through the series, discussing who was cast and our thoughts on the performances. Things are about to get really, really bizarre here. And I hope you guys are ready for it. So <laughs> let's kick things off with the ADR director and the script writer. We're not even going to bother with predictions at this point. Because this show is weird in and of itself. Sure. <laughs> for many reasons. For our ADR director. Oh, Lord. Our ADR director for Pop Team Epic is Chris George, who has uh, been involved in other directorial efforts, such as Snow White with the Red Hair, Black Clover, and Hyoka. Meanwhile, for the scriptwriter, we have Miss Emily Neves, who has worked on the scripts for series such as Classroom of the Elite, Fairy Tale, and Planetarium, to which, by the way, when the Fuck are we gonna see that on home video? <laughs> you and like our Discord mod Double Three are in the same boat because he keeps asking each month, "When is Planetarian? I want to see Planetarian." Which, granted, I do too, but <laughs> Planetarian's a good show. It made me cry. <laughs> it's a key anime. Of course, it makes you cry. Made me cry. Damn it. Uh, so I guess if you want to start, how do you feel about the directing and the writing on this show? I think I'm more surprised because these are not names I expected, especially Chris George, because I just kind of assumed yeah. Black Clover is like a year-long like marital commitment of a series because I think that's planned for at least 51 episodes. So Yeah, as far as I know of, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I was surprised to see Chris George a catch. A, a catched. I'm glad he was a catched on this. But no, uh, I was surprised to see him attached because... I figured, like, Black Clover was going to be a big-time thing. But granted, this is technically simpler on the grounds that you have less characters to really work with for continuity's sake. It's like, I don't understand. Like, I, I st when I started the show, I'm like, what is this? What is this? I don't understand. No, here's my thing. Chris George is a fucking madman. <laughs> This is like he's a brilliant he's a brilliant fucking madman and he's like I'm doing whatever I want with this one it's going to be great well, and he is like <laughs> it, uh but yeah no I'm I'm pretty overall pretty impressed with like the comedic timing and direction of all 
of these two actors as Popico and Peepamy. And it's kind of a strange pair of characters, but I think it really works. The delivery is on point, the comedy is amazing, and the writing on some of these bits is absurd and outrageous. Yeah. But god damn it if it isn't entertaining. So props to both Chris George and Emily Neves. Yeah, Chris George, again, like I was just saying, he's a brilliant fucking madman. <laughs> who's who's basically doing whatever the fuck he wants at this point with this. Um, and I was talking with Megan the other day, and she... <laughs> She's under the impression that this is Chris George's therapy for being stuck with Black Clover. I think he does enjoy Black Clover. It's just... Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, I'm enjoying Black Clover. It, the dub is way better. Again, the dub is so much better than the show fucking deserves. I'm just, I'm just very just I'm very snobby when it comes to, like, showing and stuff. And I, I can kind of see all of the points Jet's been talking about it. But it's a, yeah. it, it is a fun show... There are characters I like and enjoy, but this is not our time to go on a Black Clover soapbox. No, this is time to this talk isn't, about Pop-Pateka-Tiku. <laughs> Another thing I kind of want to point out is, because um, you were kind of talking about it briefly because of all the gags and all of the um, funny moments. The other big thing I wanted to just mention is the writing that Emily had to do, because the writing that she did and the direction that Chris put in there, the writing seems at least pretty faithful to the Japanese, which is good, because if you try and go overboard with it, then you just lost everything. It wasn't actually so, a bit difficult, because some of this stuff was very much like, it. you could tell it was improv somewhat yes. in Japanese, so having somewhat. to actually localize and adapt that isn't exactly easy, especially when you're doing no. the live action bits, which, oh my fucking yeah, god, that's great. the goddamn thing uh, with the ring girl, it's like under the that was great under the couch, and it's, you see her head, and, and then, then it just keeps going in, and then, and then all of a sudden you see Pope go peep at me. <laughs> and then like the the two say that were in the booth too, they're playing keep away with the producer's glasses and all that bullshit. It was great. <laughs> like there are a lot of fun gags and fun moments that if you kind of overdo it and over exaggerate too much you're just gonna lose it <laughs> lose the humor of it and i like that like this but despite it being still faithful it still keeps it reined in enough like some, so it's not overboard like genuinely major props because doing imp impromptu like ad-libbing and localizing that probably isn't easy so good job making that no. sound legitimately natural sounding and solid in the dub a plus Alright. Yes. So, I guess, bottom line, what the fuck is going on and why is this brilliant? I thank, <laughs> I thank you, beautiful bastards, for being charged <laughs> with the insanity that is Pop Team Epic. Good on you. I can't wait to see more. <laughs> we thank you for your service, sir and madam. Um, so, I guess... The best way to segue into this, let's talk about the two profane 14-year-olds who are basically the only characters of this goddamn show. I can't wait to talk about Daichi and Hashiguri. <laughs> They're my favorites. <laughs> like, my god. Daichi, I thought, was going to be a little bit of a generic anime protag, but he really showed to be a lot more caring and considerate than I expected. But Hashiguri <laughs> is goddamn waifu material, and the likes that she will go to achieve her dreams, show her stuff, while also being sincere to her feelings to Daichi, really stuck out to me a lot. And I gotta say, wait, we're not talking about that, are we? 
No, but shout out to Clifford Chapin. I think it's Bryn Abel who do voice those two characters. Yes, they do a really Shout out to them on that. No, we're here to talk about Popko and Peepamy. Wait, this isn't Hoshino Girl Chop? You lied to me. How could you? You've been sitting here for 10 minutes and you didn't know that yourself? What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, straight up. Like, I want the last episode of the show to just be, like, played straight Hoshiro Girl Drop. Like, I want that be funny. so badly. With, like, small cameos from Poco and Peepamy. That'd be funny. Yes, I want them to be, like, I want the... <laughs> no, just imagine them being, like, the really creepy managers, like, from the rival company. Like, oh, God, that'd be so good. That'd be hilarious. I can see it now. Um, all right, anyway. Popco, people me. Popco is the short, slightly chubby, orange redhead who is probably the more aggressive and profane of the two. People me is the taller. Wait, how'd they get um, Megan in this show? Oh my god. I just finished listening to Megan's Bride and she called me out and king shaped me so much. I had to do one. Love you, Megan. And then we have, um, we have people me who is. Uh, she's not regal, but she's a bit more classy, quote-unquote, between the two. And she has blue hair, and she's a bit taller, and is shaped like a hot dog, I think. Yes, yes, she does. Um, so the individuals who are voicing these characters, and this this is why we're saying that, Chris, that, that I say Chris George is a brilliant fucking madman. Uh, so Popko is voiced by Sunny Strait, who has been in series such as Assassination Classroom, uh, Codebreaker, and this little indie show called Dragon Ball Z. Never heard of it. Meanwhile, meanwhile, P never heard of it. Meanwhile, um, Peepamy is voiced by uh, Mr. Mike McFarlane, who has been in series such as Full Metal Alchemist, Attack on Titan, and he's also in this little indie project called Dragon Ball Z. Again, never heard of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> God, how do we feel about these two? Uh, Dear God, <laughs> I, it was really fun listening to them for the first time. Like I was, I wasn't able to tell Mike McFarlane at first until I realized he he was straight up doing his Buggy the Clown voice when he went screenshot time, screenshot time. Oh, I got both of them in like. Oh yeah, you could tell it, it was Sunny them. too, but I could I could tell it, it was that both of them were in there like so uh, fast. Mike was McFarlane funny. was really funny playing the straight man, but also be kind of crazy, yelling screenshot time and like I'm an Instagram this and it, they, uh, and Sunny Straight was uh he was ready to kick some ass like punch some ass. <laughs> they, it's funny you brought up the One Piece comparison with Mike because there were points where Sunny reminded me of Usopp. Oh, he, he's straight to up. He's straight up. Uh, little bunny foo foo walking through the forest. Don't sing over me. <laughs> Chill out. It's just the road. Quick, run away. <laughs> I'm sorry. I also have to say this. It's not exactly having anything to do with the performances for these two. You know the scene where um, Popko is feeding the birds? Yeah. Those fucking birds seem like they're, like, in, on, in ecstasy. Like, oh my god, feed me. Motherfucking breadcrumbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. No, but, um... <coughs> they have such fantastic banter between the two of them there in, in the show. And it's 
Oh god, we're just dying of laughter just thinking I, about it. It's I also crazy. like you, you could tell like Sunny very much like he was like, I you have to do noises. What noises is up to you? <laughs> he sounds like he's in like some kung fu action movie. It's the best ever. Oh, it's so good. Krillin is amazing. Uh, oh god. But uh, Mike, no. Mike does really good too. It's just I, I like. It's like you get paid to do that. It's like I want to be paid to do. That. <laughs> I also I, I want to be a pop too. That'd be I funny. also love they straight up did a isekai anime cells for that segment. Like that was straight up like behind the works anime production of some isekai thing. You can really tell. And fucking Monica as the yeah. I agree. You suck. You suck. Oh. By the way, fun little fact, re-watching this for the upteep time to prepare. There's so yes. many different wishes. Like, I think they're actual wishes from, like, New Year's resolutions and all that. One of them uses an image of Nanachi from Made in Abyss. And it's drawn by the author of uh, Pop Team Epic. I don't know how you say their name, but I think it's become... Really? I think it's the cub. And the reason I could tell is because it was the drawing they used for the Made in Abyss end card at episode 12, which was drawn by the Pop Team Epic author, which is a thing. That is awesome. It was such a tiny little blink, literally blink and you'll miss it thing. But that was the same drawing of Nanachi, and I thought that was, that was pretty cute. Yeah, like definitely like... Both of these, both Sunny and Mike, they... Sunny was obviously the more bombastic of the two, because Popco is, is really it's energetic. really angry. An angry little energetic shit. And that was brilliant. And then Mike, while Peep of Me is a bit more calm, uh, a bit more calm, and again, a bit more graceful. Oh, I forgot when, when uh, uh, he's screaming about the... When I see a, a jagged manga panel, I die. And he's just like, What? What? And then Sunny's Sunny's just like what? what? It was it was that was really good. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, despite Mike having more of the softer tone between the pair, he did have his moments where he was really bombastic. Again, picture time. There's really no way to talk about this without like spoiling these bits. Yeah. But it's a goddamn experience, honestly. But it, I loved Sonny and Mike as Popcorn. Oh, I agree. It was great. Oh, I agree. They were so much, fantastic. so much fun. I really, oh. uh, they were so, they were so great. The, the two of them together is a fun pair. Pop Team Epic is like, you need to see it to believe it yourself. And I think that's the way we could probably sum this up is that Pop Team Epic is an experience that yes. must be seen to be believed. There. It is a multimedia project, whereas, like, there yeah. are long-form segments that do live-action stuff sometimes and do very meta-surreal jokes to change up the style. There's a lot of... I mean, I mean, we, we, we didn't really touch upon it. I mean, there's the segments like um, Bob Epic Team. Bob Epic Team the, is such... The felt, the felt puppets. There's the, puppet um, the French segments. So the, the, the French segments are fun, too. That's one guy that there's works at Kamikaze Doga, by the way. That is all anime. Really? I looked up... Whenever you get a chance, look up the interview by su the interview from the producer of Pop Team Epic uh, on Sakagaboru's blog or Sakaga blog. 
where it goes yeah. into that bit where it's like it is one French guy that works at Kamikaze Doga where they're like he doesn't really speak Japanese that much. They throw it at his face and they're like, do what you want with this. So he's animating those little bits by himself. That is they amazing. hired French actresses to do these segments in French, yes. which Hardy made me realize one of them was an actress in Wakfu. And they were like, this was all done as a bit, and they're like, wow, this cost much more than we were expecting. Yeah. <laughs> you would think that a series like this would They put so not much effort best into these they did. And I respect I respect that drive to keep the madness fresh and alive. Yes. And I God, that is that is Oh, it's so good. So Yeah, Pop Team Pop Team Epic is an experience to be seen nor to believe what, and the dub What more can we say? <laughs> the dub is amazing. What more can we say aside from Pop Team Epic is it's not everybody's cup of tea. No, it is a very specific kind of madness humor where it's like it's yeah. it is not everybody's gonna say it's the robot chicken of anime. It is not yes. the robot chicken of anime. It is the it's, Eric. No, it's not. It's it the, it's, the, it's the easiest to compare it to. It is though. the Eric Andre of anime. Okay. Where if you've ever seen Eric Andre, it is a type of surreal, like advantageous, sometimes awkward, cringe humor. But it goes for some surreal kind of maddening jokes. But they are hilarious and funny and weird. Not everyone's gonna hit, but if you if you really dedicate some of these bits, they really hit hard. Like if you, especially if you know what they're referencing, or if you're if you're yeah. willing to put yourself in that mindset. But yeah, Pop Team Epic in terms of the dub, I'm sad we're only covering one episode, which is a shame. But it's okay, we'll live. It's it's because it, really one episode is all you need to understand the madness. Uh, and the dub itself, I love it. It's 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 great. It's a fun little thing to come to every week and watch. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably about it, huh? I think that's Any about other... it. Unless you want to do a straight-up idol song together with our puppet selves. Let's not. No. <laughs> we don't have time for this. <laughs> if you would like to see the dub of Pop Team Epic for yourself, it is available from Funimation now. They offer a 14-day free trial for the subscription service, which you can use to watch all the English dub goodness that they provide. Just remember, if you don't want to keep the subscription, to cancel it because they do ask for credit card information at sign up, and they will charge your card. If you'd like to see Pop Team Epic in the Japanese, it is available over on Crunchyroll and actually on High Dive. It's an interesting situation on this one. Crunchyroll, if you want to use Crunchyroll, they do offer a 14-day free trial of their subscription service. And High Dive still, as far as I know of, has its rather dirt cheap beta subscription of like two or three ninety-nine a month. Well, it's, uh, I think like it's a, it's a dollar extra if you want multiple viewing channels or 1080p. Yes, correct. But um, yeah, if you want to keep up with all current seasonal simulcast so yeah there's no reason not to watch pop team at this point because it's available everywhere it is everywhere uh, and nowhere and you see the little the beautiful smiles of these girls as they flip you off and tell you your taste is shit <laughs> if you're interested in anything that we do uh again my name is stephanie you can follow me on twitter at like anime review with review being spelled r-e-v-u-e and you can follow Andrew over at MangaMan9000. If you want to see more from Dub Talk in general, make sure you're subscribed to us here on YouTube for all the latest episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and our Twitch channel, uh, all at Dub Talk Podcast. Uh, any final words before we sign off? Hmm. <laughs>
please don't think about it too hard. <laughs> don't think about it. Ah, uh, they're so. I'm, let's see. I think I, this show is madness. It is insanity, and it is it is a show you need to put yourself in this mindset for. But what if you accept yes. it and let it happen? I think I think you will get some amusement out of it. It, it ain't for everybody's thing. I'm sure not even everybody everybody at Dub Talk even likes this show, but. If, no, if you, if you but... let yourself at least get, you will find something of value because not every joke is going to land, but when they land, they hit hard. Just go, just bottom line, go watch Pop Team Epic. <laughs> I think that's what he's basically saying. Uh, all right. With that, we say goodnight at Otaku on. Otaku on and wait, are you thinking about yes. Hellshake Yano? No. Hellshake. Hellshake. Hell shake, 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 se aconseja la dejeción del oyente. También, por favor, tenga un cuenta que los spoilers para en que cuadra el todo el anime probable es que corra, así que ten eso un cuisent cuenta si estás viendo un episodio que cubre un historia que todavía tienes que terminar. Y finalmente, todos los pensamientos y e opiniones expresados en el episodio son los de los participantes actuales ni y no representan el Dubcast completo como un Hello one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where we go full gag series while occasionally talk about anime English terms. My name is Jamal, and I'm here tonight with Armando. Hello. I know it's not April, we should be talking about the spring season really soon, but we've got a winter, winter simuldub that's just too strange to ignore. <laughs> tonight, we're going to be talking about the English dub of Pop Team Epic. A 4 combo webcomic to multimedia gag series that has taken the internet by storm after finally making the jump to animation. If you have yet to hear about the insanity that is Pop Team Epic, here's a quick summary for you. The series chronicles the misadventures of two profane 14 year old girls named Popco and Peepimi, who encounter a variety of both mundane and bizarre situations and respond to them in equally bizarre and or exaggerated ways. As always, we're going to be going over the series discussing who was cast, and our thoughts on the performances. Things are about to get really bizarre here, and I hope you're all ready for it. Now, let's kick things off with the ADR director and scriptwriter. The ADR director is Chris George, and the scriptwriter is Emily Neves. Chris George, on the director credits he's had, he's directed The White with the Red Hair, Black Clover, and Hyoka, and Emily Neves is written for Classroom of the Elite, Fairytale Zero, and Planetarium. So, I'm on to start with you. What are your thoughts on the direction of script writing? Uh, I think they're doing a great job. Uh, this, this strikes me as a show that's both really fun to work on 
and also really hard because it's just like little manic bits of information and you have to find a way to both translate what's going on in the Japanese so it matches what's on screen and make it funny in English and make it all fit. Um, and then you have to do that multiple times an episode. Um, so this strikes me as the kind of thing that's probably a tad difficult. Uh, but I think they're doing a great job. I think the... I, fa I found the show very consistently funny. I found it's a wonderful... The dub's been a wonderful representation of the Japanese. Um, you know, a lot of credit to Emily for, uh, I think, adapting this really, really well. I think Chris George has handled the directorial duties of this show, which are not small, uh, and has done an absolutely wonderful job with them. I found this just very funny and endearing. And if nothing else, I just enjoy how often the um, actors uh, get to sort of go outside what I think I tend to think of as, like, their typical roles in this. It's just a lot of fun to listen to. That's understandable. I mean... Chris George. I thought Chris George was just going to be stuck on Black Clover. Yeah, right? <laughs> Thank God. Ooh. This is a surprise to me. But hey, he manages to work it really well. I mean, I mean I've mean, i only seen, what, one, two episodes of the sub before I started watching the dub? At that point, I just stopped and watched the dub completely because I was so... Here's the thing. When I saw this show for the first time, I was like, what the absolute fuck? <laughs> A common reaction. Now when I watch it to dub, I'm like, what the absolute fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't get normal ever, does it? It just keeps being weird. Kind of funny you say it doesn't get normal, yeah, it makes my Mondays a whole lot better. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. As for Emily News, I do like how she's played to this... I like how she's played the script right to her strengths, as well as the strengths of the show. Mm-hmm. I do, I do like that she's being faithful to the subject material, but I can't help but feel just like maybe one missed opportunity. But I'll, I'll get into that when we get to the characters. But I think overall, it's just a solid package. Mm. Makes me keep on coming back for more and more and more. All of it. I, I could go on and on and on, but we need to go on. To our next two hours. I want to give one last note about Emily Needs, uh, and just to both of them actually. One of the things I appreciate about this show is in both the Japanese and the English, this show always manages to feel like it is being improvised on the spot. And I give them a lot of credit for being able to maintain that feel because that is not easy to do. So props to them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you adapt to the full COVID to something, I mean, it's never easy. Nope. But for something like this, you know, improvisation is welcome. Hmm. As someone who's a big light fan, I can appreciate improv. Hmm. Okay, then. Now we're going to go on to the main characters. We have Popico, and or short little short girl with orange hair. Kind of a bit angry at times. <laughs> and we have Peepy, we have Peepy Me, the calm. Yeah, we have the calm perceived word who's just... So quiet, but be careful because silence is deadly. Mm-hmm. And as for who's playing these two, Papiko is played by Sir Wiedertef, who you see in other roles such as Kiriha from Sugumomo, Ruby Kurosawa from Love Life Sunshine, and Toru the Dragon Maid from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. While Peepy Me is played by Jamie Markey, who you see in other roles such as Rika Hayami from Assassination Classroom, 
Shoko Kirishima for Baka and Test. And Rias Gregory from the High School DXD franchise. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, these two are a delight. Um, I usually associate Sarah Wheaton Heff with kind of calmer, gentler characters. Um, obviously, that is not <laughs> that is not Papuko, whose uh, little Nendroid comes with her nail bat because how else is she going to beat your head in? Um, and it's just a it's just a real a lot of fun to listen to her just get to go so over the top all the time. Uh, I particularly like the bit where she thinks she's going to wake up to a nice, wonderful morning because Pierre Gint's playing in the background, but no, it's nighttime, so she proceeds to just bludgeon the uh, subtitle identifying the music because it lied to her. <laughs> and she just, she, she, she sells it. It's really, it's really delightful. Um, I think, I think... I think of the two, I think she's a, she's just slightly more standout just because she gets to go into that kind of, like, over-the-top rage so often. Um, you know, between that and threatening to kill the cuckoo clock. And, um... <laughs> I think my favorite bit might be where she she um, she gets the part-time job and Pee Pee Me just sort of chucks the money in front of her and she just very quietly goes, Yay! Um, yeah, there, she's a lot of fun. And um, I also do like Jamie Markey, who I think does not, in this case, does not have quite as much room to be obviously fun, just because Bimini's the quieter character. Um, but if nothing else, that bit with the red car is just delightful. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's a hybrid, so it's very quiet. And then I shall kill silently. Yeah, yeah no, she, she's a lot of fun, too. Yeah. They're both, they're both a lot of fun. It's like they were both made for these characters, to mm. be honest. Because Sarah Weedon have... I, I watched this, and it's like, not only encompassing, like, a majority of her roles, but I think this is pretty much Sarah Weedon have's Twitter come to life. <laughs> You're not wrong, you know? Now that I think about it, you have a point. <laughs> I mean, you get, you, get, you get pretty much her going... Full nuts on subtitle to the blanket tried to smother her and go to sleep <laughs> to to the idol to the idol section to where she just goes off. She's okay. She's so crazy. Like she smacks a bottle in a in a concert goer's face. She's like, "You want to get snippy with me? You come at me, Joseph." <laughs> oh, the worst idol. So good. So yeah, this is pretty much of so we did have chip posting came to life, but mm -hmm. you know, we love her regardless, and we love the character too. Me, she she it's just perfect casting, perfect. And speaking of perfect casting, Jamie Markey. I mean, because when you see because when you see Jamie Markey, she's either one or two people. She's either quiet reserved or silent but deadly. Let's just hope when it comes to the ladder, it's not you're not in a closed room with her. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <sighs> oh, but she can be like her character. She can be intimidating when she wants to be. She can be as calming when she wants to be. She can also be managerial when she wants to be. When she's managing, Papuko is the idol. <laughs> <sighs> Was this your goal over all along? Yeah. Yeah. Just sits there in her end bison suit. Yes! 
Oh, it's so crazy. Like I, like I said, it is perfect casting. However, I do feel there was mm-hmm. one missed opportunity, but that's with Poppy, bro. When, when she's, when she's realizing she's being filmed for a documentary, maybe it's just me, maybe just uh, Ruby fanboy mm-hmm. me. Love Life Sunshine Ruby, that is. I just wanted to hear Sarah say, I'll do my bestie. I just wanted to hear her say that. I'm like, and that would make everything come full circle. That would have been great. You're right. Oh, well. But given the content of the show, that would not be possible. No. But overall, it's just these two perfect castings to a T. And I wish we could hear more from more from them. Mm. But I think we need to get moving to final thoughts. Mm-hmm. So, what is your overall thought of the show? Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, Pop Teen Epic is very much my speed. It's very weird and manic, and esoteric. Uh, and I just I like I like how I like how freeform it is. It's it's bizarre to me that this is being broadcast on regular television somewhere, between just the regular segments and the Bob Epic team, and the the French segments, and everything. It's like man. The show just never just keeps going for broke, uh, and I think the dub's done a wonderful job matching that. Um, I've like I've seen segments in the Japanese that are just as funny in the dub, if not funnier in the dub. So, like I'm impressed. Uh, like I like I stated when I first saw the show, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> now I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I I mean I'm. It's a little hard for me to grasp it sometimes, but you know, when you come home from a long day of work, you sit back, you watch this show, it just melts all your worries away. <laughs> Takes you to a place where you make you feel like you're on an acid trip, and, like you may have done some cocaine or something. You can, you can just bask in the insanity and not worry about it all. Yeah, just like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Chris did a good job directing this dub. I, I, I'm amazed that they handed this dub to him. I mean, I, I, now I can't really see anybody else but Chris George directing this dub. And, mm. and Emily Deems, like, I mean, the last thing I know the script writing for, I mean, I've seen Planetarian. That was a pretty well-handled script. And the only other show I ever seen the script was uh, Masamune Kun's Revenge. And that show was a garbage fire. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so is this show. But this show is a good garbage fire. <laughs> this but, one's got fun colors in the fire. Yeah, I think somebody's been burning that cocaine. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> oh, well. Talk about purple haze. Yeah, right? Yeah. But, you know, they did a very solid job, and I I look forward to more episodes from them. Mm-hmm. More of what the show has to offer. Mm-hmm. And speaking of offering, if you would like to see the dub of Pop Team Epic yourself, it is available from Funimation now. They offer a 14-day free trial for their subscription service, which you can use to watch all the English dub goodness they provide. Just remember, if you don't want to keep the subscription, to cancel it because they do ask for credit card information and sign up, and they will charge your card. 
if you'd like to see Pop Team Epic in the Japanese, it is available over on Crunchyroll and High Dive. Crunchyroll offers, also offers a 14-day trial. Uh, let me try it again. Crunchyroll also offers a 14-day free trial of their subscription service, and High Dive still has its dirt cheap beta subscription if you wish to keep up with the current seasonal simulcasts. If you're interested in anything that we do, my name is Jamal, and you can follow me on Twitter at Jamstar529. And you can follow Armadu at Armadu US. If you want to see more from Dub Talk in general, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube for all of our latest episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitch. All at Dub Talk Podcasts. So, any final words before we sign off? Uh, do note that Vertical is going to start putting out the manga in October. Uh, so you should check that out. And uh, for these episodes, I often recommend a dusty old song. And uh, in the- I'm not really following the rules. I'm not going to recommend a song. I'm going to recommend an album. Go check out B Thousand by Guided by Voices, which has the very, very similar short, weird, manic insanity that this has. You'll probably enjoy it. All right then. So with that, we say goodnight. El Takua, my friends. <laughs> しでもしにこの差し出しがあったんですね。それからね、そのプロセスが変わるんですね。そのプロセスが変わるんですね。そのプロセスが変わるんですね。そのプロセスが変わるんですね。そのプロセスが変わるんですね。そのプロセスが変
Fairy Tale Zero, and Planetarian. Uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts on those things, Ed? Um, well, in terms of audio, putting aside the insanity of the show that actually puts Fully Cooley to shame, this show puts Fully Cooley to shame, and that's saying something. Um, but it, audio, direction, writing, I think was actually really good because while uh, everything around it was insanity, I think the dub is actually pretty damn good. Like, uh, altogether, the, the delivery, the inflection, like, just, I think, in altogether, dire the directing um, and writing was pretty spot on, in, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I pretty much gotta say the same thing here, like, um, as a, uh, so I normally associate Chris George with, like, you know, fantasy stuff and whatnot, so, uh, this is my first time ever really getting to hear him do a comedy, and, uh, I gotta say, I really liked it. I like you said, the direction was really spot on, some of the performances, and I really like a lot of the delivery for, like, all the various actors I've seen, and, uh, especially in this segment, I, I really got a big kick out of this one. And, uh, same thing with the script. I was pretty happy with it. Um, I mean, as far as I can tell, the script hasn't really taken too many liberties, which I guess is kind of hard to do with a show as insane as this. Um, so, uh, again, no real complaints on either end. Uh, good stuff. So, on that note, I guess we're going to talk about our cast assignment for today. Uh, so, uh, the popcorn people me we are talking about here... Uh, for Popco, we have Barry Undell, and for Peep Me, we have Ken Williams. Um, so for Barry Undell, you may know as Yoki from Beaufort, the Fullmetal Alchemist, Zarba from the Garo franchise, and Joel Garland from the Ancient Vegas Bride, and as for Ken Williams, you may know him as Ogre from the Yu Show, Dr. Jarreau from Dragon Ball Z, and Mao from Darker Than Black. So, thoughts on these two? Uh, um, I actually think this is pretty brilliant casting. Like, while I haven't seen any of the other episodes, I think for this specific episode, it really, really worked with what they were trying to do. And I think what really sold it, uh, for me was, uh, the opening gag with the, um, idol group, where you have, uh, I, forgive me if I'm forgetting the name, is, is it Popco is is that the one who is the idol in that uh, in that episode? Yes, uh, Popco is a blog one. Yes, I think that really worked for her because you have this like exceedingly male voice coming out of this character who is supposed to be this pop idol, but she's the single one out that's like this trashy, like completely not a part of the group, like and like completely just does whatever she wants, and I think that really worked for the gag because. Like, it's something that you really would not expect from this character. Um, and so I think that was what really sold me on the voice uh, for Popco. But for Peepamy, uh, what really sold it was when she, uh, when you get to the gag where she's, like, uh, basically a serial killer, I guess. Um, but, like, she, she's in this red card. It's like, oh, good, that'll keep the blood out. And I'm like, okay, okay, like perfect casting for that alone and it's just like for those two gags that's what really sold me for the other one well obviously they kind of have to keep the same voices and it's it's kind of hit or miss for me some of the gags i thought were just kind of odd but i don't i don't think that's a problem with the performances i think that's a problem with 
uh, really just, in general, this show is just so strange and out there. Uh, yeah, I certainly can disagree with you on that one. Um, as for me, um, so I know a lot of the other hosts associate Barry Yonda with Zarba these days, uh, but for me, Yoki from FMA Brotherhood is the one that really comes to mind whenever I think of him. Uh, so I think his voice is just kind of like naturally suited to comedy, so it was nice to see him do something lighter again since he's been in a lot of like drama stuff lately. And uh, you can really tell how much Friday was having to move with some of those lines, like especially during the idol bit, that was really funny. And uh, I basically feel the same way about Kent Williams here too. Uh, a lot of his, I mean, a lot of his serious roles are better known than his like wackier ones. And it's kind of a shame because he can be really, really funny whenever he actually gets a chance to do comedy, so I'm really glad he was thrown in here. Uh, weirdly, I don't think he got to use as much of his comedic range as I was kind of expecting to happen when I first recognized him here. Uh, but his delivery was very spot on, and he definitely had me laughing during the car bit. Mm. So, uh, yeah, this was a nice bit of casting, gave us a good opportunity to see some comedy from two actors who don't really get to do too much with these days. So, uh, props to Chris Joyce for putting them in here. They were really a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, it, it was certainly something that was fun to, to listen to, weird to watch, and I, I think that's my biggest problem with this series, is something that I've been, like, I've, I've never been given a clear answer on what this show is, and from what I can gather just watching this, it's apparently different dimensions of uh, gag manga group that's trolling everybody, and it's it's very much a troll manga, kind of, and that doesn't always work for me. Like, I think some of it really does work in terms of, of the humor. Half the time, though, it just goes over my head, and I don't understand the gag, and and I, I don't think that's a problem with the dub. I don't think that's a problem with the direction or the writing or anything. I think that's just this show. It's just a very weird show. Yeah, um, as, I mean, I've seen this comparison a lot, and it kind of makes a, uh, a lot of sense to me when I heard it. It's mostly kind of like the anti-comedies you see on Adult Swim a lot. Okay. I See, I never liked those. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that explains a little bit. Okay. Um, like, when it comes to humor, I understand that everything is very subjective. So what I say may not be true for everyone. But for me, I, I just think there has to be some sort of um, coherent direction when it comes to a comedy. And stuff like this just doesn't do it for me. Again, it's, it's, it's more a case of personal taste rather than anything else because comedy is is subjective and very hard to to really do okay uh, that's pretty fair um so it's honestly pretty weird to me that this show kind of existed at all and even weirder than a man's gonna dub uh but i'm kind of glad that both those things happened because uh as far as the dub itself goes chris george really pulled out all those sounds for casting and it's a, it gave me the opportunity to hear a lot of comedic range from actors who we generally see in more serious roles. And uh, like you said, the show isn't really perfect. Not all of its gags hit the mark. Sometimes they do kind of leave me a little bit cold. Uh, but when they do hit the mark, it's pretty funny. And I've been having a lot of fun keeping up with it in both languages. And um, I mean, if you're not like super into widget adult swim style white night comedy, then this probably won't be for you. Uh, but if you do get a few chuckles out of that sort of thing, you'll probably have a good time here. 
as for me, um, I don't think I'm going to watch any more of it personally. Like, maybe later down the line, but um, I, I was not prepared. And here's the thing, like... You have to prepare yourself for certain shows, like Fooly Cooly, you really have to prepare yourself for how weird it's gonna be. For Bacchano, you have to prepare yourself for how non-linear it's going to be. And for Devilman Crybaby, you have to prepare yourself for uh, just whatever the fuck is going on in that show. Um, with this, you really have to kind of prepare yourself to understand that you're not going to laugh every time, and it's just going to be crazy, and the animation's gonna change, and... I mean, I think that's going to do it for some people. It's just, I need to get myself in that mindset, and I'm not in that mindset in for the foreseeable future. Okay, uh, like if, okay, like if there's one thing I would from the show I would recommend you watch unironically, it's a Hell Shaky Auto segment. Like if you watch nothing else from the show, at least watch that one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, no, like, no, like, like just because like just because like they see our death and the evidence is like really amazing. <laughs> okay uh okay so i guess that's it for final thoughts um so if you would like to see the dub to pop team epic yourself it's available on Funimation now uh they offer a 14-day free trial for their subscription service which you can use to watch all the english dub goodness they provide just remember if you don't want to keep a subscription uh to uh, to cancel it because they do Ask for credit card information and sign up, and they won't charge a credit card, so be careful. And if you'd like to see Pop Team Epic in Japanese, it's available over on Crunchyroll and High Dive. I would personally recommend it on High Dive. The translation is much, much better there for some reason. Um, so, uh, Crunchyroll offers a free 14-day trial of their subscription service. And High Dive still has their subscription dirt cheap because uh, they're selling beta. Though I guess that changed as of today. Um, okay, and if you're interested in anything we do here, my name is Jet, and you can follow me on Twitter at DivineDega, and as for you, Zen? Um, I'm Zenith Rule. You can find me on Twitter at Zenith Rule or uh, YouTube.com slash Zenith Will Review, where I talk about um, anime and video games and video games based on anime and... Uh, all that other cool stuff, uh, so check that out. And if you want to see more from Dub Talk in general, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube for all of our latest episodes. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitch, all at Dub Talk Podcast. So, any final words before we sign off? Um, I need an adult. <sighs> Just remember, omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. Good night, everybody. There's too many baguettes here. <laughs> <laughs>